0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you. Thank you for joining me. Today we're going to be looking at our Yeshua, Son of David, exploring Matthew's Gospel series. And I want us to look next. We're continuing in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, and I want us to go a few more verses into this and discuss a few topics here. In Matthew chapter 5, we're going to read verse 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. This is found inside the section we call the Sermon on the Mount, and it comprises three chapters early here in Matthew's books, chapters 5 through 7. So we'll be here for a little while over the next few lessons. We looked at the blesser in the last lesson, how he describes for us ways that we are especially blessed, including if we are persecuted for his name's sake. Today we're going to examine a few more verses carrying his message forward as we are now listening to a beautiful example of the teacher, rabbi, who is teaching us and expounding to us the whole of scripture setting things right, and communicating the message and the heart of the Lord God through his written word. So today we're going to consider this topic, the example. Here let's see what Jesus has to teach us about the two main topics that he just gave us in this section, verses 13 through 16. After he describes the blessings we are afforded if we live as those described, now he moves on to establish who we are those who are called by his name and who have become his disciples and what that means in terms of influence that we can have in the world. So he's telling us here that Christians are salt and light. Salt is a preservative, it's a flavor or seasoning and it has a healing feature to it. All three of these can apply to us as Christians. As a preservative, we bring some preservation to the decay in the world through godly influence and actions. In other words, we can help influence people and businesses perhaps or laws or whatever it may be in our nations by giving godly wisdom, by speaking into those things, by helping. Not that we're taking over our kingdom. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. I'm not talking about that. But there are ways where we can have godly influence and actions that will help to preserve our society from total decay. This has always been God's desire as salt for us to help accomplish in this world because we live in a fallen world and there is much decay and rotting all over in the world. But we can bring a godly perspective, and a godly influence through our actions, being a salty, being salt in the world, having that preservative influence and nature. Salt is also a flavor or a seasoning when we add it to things, for instance, when we're cooking. So we bring the word of God and the fragrance or flavor of Jesus into the world through our lifestyle, our obedience, and our witness and then salt has a healing feature we can also bring help and show the cure for the cancer and the sickness of sin in the world through our witness of jesus christ for those who will accept him our lord is a healing god he has his healing he chooses those things we don't understand all of the plan of god But there is a cancer or sickness called sin that affects every human being. And that is the help that we can bring through the cure that God has provided. And it is Jesus Christ and the good news about him for all who will accept him. Just as salt in a wound stings and hurts at first. Overall, though, its full work brings help and healing in the long run. In the long run, so does the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God to a lost person who is dying and suffering because of sin and its bondage. Sin is like a cancer, and the word of God through faith in Jesus Christ, through that good news that we can bring to others, is the cure for that sickness, for that cancer of sin. Christians are to be salt in the world. We're to be preservative in the world that we, in which we live in and in which we have influence. We're to be bringing the healing of Jesus Christ and the Word of God to that culture. And we're to be bringing the fragrance and the flavor of Jesus and his love for the world. The scriptures here say, but if the salt loses its savor, in other words, it becomes foolish, It's treated as foolish. It's made tasteless. It loses its strength and flavor. Treated as unimportant. It loses its strength because we don't stand on the word of God. Because we try to water down the scripture. Because we try to make it relevant to the world today. Instead of standing for the truth and doing the right thing. It's when we treat the scriptures with disdain or as some foolishness. That's what it's talking about here. The salt losing its flavor, losing its savor. It's when we make the cause and message of Jesus Christ powerless or weakened. The New Testament also says in one place that some will come along having a form of godliness, but denying its power. What is the power of this godliness? It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to show you that from the scriptures. In Romans chapter 1, the church that has the appearance of godliness, or the people, but denies power. The power is in the gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul tells us that. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 through 17 says this. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So it's the gospel, the power is in the gospel. It's contained in the Bible, in the scriptures. The church must be salted and not lose its flavor, not lose or neglect its power. If we do, if we're not salted or if the salt loses its flavor, its savor, it is good for nothing, not even one good thing. Rather, it's to be rejected and trampled underfoot, treated with disdain. So we need to make sure that as the salt of the earth, we are doing what God wants us to do to bring the love and truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those he places us around in our circle of influence so that our influence is the same as good salt. And we can have a preservative influence. We can have a healing influence. And we can flavor and season the people that we're around with the truth of the word of God and the love of Jesus Christ. Jesus also told us in Matthew that we are the light of the world. We shine as Jesus' light and carry him to the world. That's what he's talking about here. The light, of course, is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the light of the world. Paul puts it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 whose minds the God of this age has blinded. He's talking about people that don't know Jesus, the people in the world who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So here we're told that the light is the glorious gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, I want to read beginning in verse 8 for a few verses. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So here again, the power and the light is in the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is Jesus who is the light of the world. And we then are people who carry his light. We shine his light to the world. Jesus in Revelations chapter one through three is working among the lampstands, which are the churches. To bring light. That's what the lampstands would do in the Old Testament in the tabernacle of Moses. They were to bring light to that place. And the light that we carry is the good news about Jesus Christ. He is the light. In John chapter 8 verse 1 through 12 it speaks of the woman, the adulterous woman, and how they brought her to him and were wanting to stone her. And Jesus wanted to show her mercy and grace through faith in him so that she could then have forgiveness of her sins. So it worked out. All the accusers left. And then Jesus said, I'm not going to condemn you. Go and sin no more. And then in verse 12, he tells her. And he tells all the rest of the people that were left there. Not her accusers, but all of the others that were there in the crowd. And he tells her how to live free how to walk a walk where she does not have to be a slave to sin any longer, how to sin no more, and it's to live in his light. He says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you will not be subject to the darkness. Let's read that in John chapter 8 and verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So the way to sin no more, the way to live free, the way to walk a free life is to follow Jesus, to learn of him and then obey him. We're not to hide the light of the world. We're not to conceal it, but rather we're to shine it all around to everyone. We're like a city set on a hill. It needs to be obvious and seen by all who know us. And the purpose is to shine to all that see it and the good works that are done there, so that they then will give glory to God, which is what Matthew 5:16 says. It's not about us, but it's rather about us being the conduit of His light, just like the menorah would bring His light. When we do this, God is glorified, and people are drawn to Him. I remember the old little song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So as children of the Lord, We are to be the salt and light in today's world, and may he be glorified through it all as we let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, and shine forth the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray that this has been a blessing to you today, and Lord willing, you can join us again for more in this Matthew's Gospel series, and may the Lord bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.